But right now we're going to go back to Nashville. Our man that's been on the scene hustling around looking dapper today, I might add. Our man Sam Levitt joins us here on 97.3, the uh, uh, fan. And Sam, uh, I like that blue jacket. Very, very uh, well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. I actually had quite the debate this morning. I had a uh, uh, sort of a navy jacket on originally, and then I, I switched to the white shirt with this light blue jacket. So uh, Mike Schultz also had a a blue jacket on so i guess blue is the uh, color of the day here in nashville all right well uh i know uh, you had a chance yesterday to uh, talk with aj a little bit uh, today you got an opportunity uh not too long ago to visit with the manager of the padres mike schilt what did he have to say yeah coach uh, he spoke on a number of different things i i think uh you know a, a few things that obviously have been asked about a lot first on uh, the coaching staff, it sounds like the Padres are, and, and Mike Schilt, they're still in the early stages of putting together the staff. And, and Mike, understandably, didn't want to say much uh, about, you know, any names. He, he wants the process to play out and, you know, allow things to, to kind of go uh, uh, go as they, as they should before he says anything, which you certainly understand. But one of the things I asked Mike uh, after his press conference, you know, uh, during our one-on-one was, you know, what are you looking for characteristics uh, of a staff? And, you know, he talked about expertise and positivity and energy and consistency and, uh, you know, a number of different, you know, elements of, of things that, that I think are pretty consistent with, with who Mike Schilt is and in the baseball man he is. So he didn't want to say too much about his staff. It was interesting. He was asked whether uh, he had offered Ryan Flaherty his bench coach spot before Ryan left. And Mike said uh, he did and, and had great conversations and a good relationship with Flaherty, um, you know, and that he thinks the world of him. And, and uh, but, uh, you know, Ryan was already down the road with other opportunities. So uh, he did say that directly uh, in, uh, in, in answering the question about Ryan Flaherty, but from a coaching staff perspective, um, you know, just, you know, was letting the process play out. And the other interesting uh, thing that Mike had to say is that he's already spent time with uh, a number of Padre players and has some pretty extensive plans uh, to spend time with more guys. He said uh, he said dinner with Joe, Manny, Camposano uh, when they were in town, and uh, he's going to see Jay Cronenworth. He's got uh, uh, Juan Soto on the calendar in Miami, then going to see Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, Xander Bogart. Uh, in Aruba at some point, so he's going to be all over the place uh, meeting and talking with uh, with Padre players and obviously star players from this team. So uh, a lot was said there, and we're posting clips uh, really throughout the, the afternoon right now on our Twitter, on our Instagram, uh, on our Facebook, but uh, those were the two main uh, takeaways I had. Uh, the staff meeting with players, and you know, I asked them a little bit about, and I know this is a long answer, I apologize, but um, I asked him a little bit more about why meeting with guys is important, and he talked about creating relationships and, and the, the fact that the Padres have high-level players uh, with high baseball IQ, and uh, he said that it's his job to make sure to, to hear what they're saying, partner with them, work together, and, and how important it was uh, to sit down with these guys. So that process is underway, and um, obviously, uh, you know, a lot on Mike Schultz's plate right now, obviously from uh, creating, you know, a, a brand new staff. Well, not brand new. I mean, there, there may be some, you know, uh, uh, guys that stay over from the Bob Melvin regime. But 
uh, you get what I'm saying, uh, you know, a, a staff to put together and, and does certainly a lot of work beyond that as well. We're visiting with Sam Levitt, who's covering the baseball winter meetings for us here at 97.3 The Fan. Of course, you hear Sam during the baseball season, our pre- and post-game show host here uh, for the Padres on 97.3 The Fan. Did you talk to Mike Schild at all about, uh, you know, we know about the Soto deal, but did you ask him about uh, his thoughts on the pitching staff right now at all, Sam? Yeah, you know, he, he talked a little bit about that and, and acknowledged that, look, right now they have some blank lines on that pitching staff, and I think it's, you know, no secret to Mike that, that they need starting pitching and that there may be, you know, guys, you know, internally that compete for those spots as well. So, um, you know, in talking with him earlier today, I, I think, you know, he understands there's there's a lot of work to be done. He, he talked a little bit about you know, being in the, you know, in the, uh, in the conference suite the Padres have, and obviously, you know, being asked for his input on certain things, but also acknowledging that, you know, that that's AJ Preller's job to put together a roster. And, and obviously he has his plate full with a lot of, uh, different things right now as well. So I think no secret to Mike Schilt, um, that this could play out in a number of different ways, whether that's, you know, via trade getting, pitching back, whether that's allowing, uh, you know, some of the internal options to compete for spots and, and uh, obviously free agency as well. So uh, not a ton of, of detail on as far as, you know, who the Padres are looking at or, you know, the players they're looking to get back in a potential Juan Soto deal, but uh, certainly no secret to Mike Schilt uh, based on what he said today that obviously right now you have Joe and, and you Darvish and then you have right now blank lines. Uh, as far as who's three, who's four, who's five, and obviously typically in the baseball season you need more than that as well. Sam, uh, yesterday I know it was a little bit slow moving, and I thought maybe last night we'd get a little bit more uh, energy and, and hear a little bit more. What's it been like there today? Are there more bodies running around there today? Does it seem like it's hopping a little bit more today? I would say maybe a little bit more. I'll tell you what, Coach, there's no shortage of people here. I mean, there there are tons of people here. There are tons of TV and, and radio stations here and executives and managers. I mean, I saw Bob Melvin walking around not all that long ago, uh, and you see everybody walking around if you, if you hang around long enough. Um, no shortage of people, but there has been a shortage of news. I mean, to this point, it's it's – you know, just after 2 o'clock local time here in Nashville, I mean, there has not been a whole lot going on. Uh, it seems to be a pretty wide consensus that part of that is the Otani situation. Uh, that's dictating a lot right now. And as that plays out, certainly last night, you know, Ken Rosenthal reporting that, you know, the Blue Jays and Otani had met in Florida. I mean, that's certainly interesting and something that could certainly play, uh, you know, play a, a significant role in the Juan Soto situation uh you know maybe if the blue jays you know do or don't get otani that could uh, certainly affect how they view trading for juan soto but um yeah right right now there's plenty of people here coach but uh not not a whole lot of of news or signings or trades so at this point it has been uh really an extraordinarily quiet winter meetings uh, fortunately or unfortunately sam uh th- there was a mention this morning and I don't know if it's been confirmed or not that the Otani and his uh, group were flying back to L.A. today. Has there been any talk about that there? Do we know if that's uh, true or not? Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything uh, about that in particular. Um, so, you know, I, 
it, it will be interesting to see what happens there, Coach. Um, you know, I think for a lot of us here and talking to some people around here, I, I think, you know, it was, you know, an assumption that, well, not an assumption, I don't want to get too far with it, but, you know, people felt like it was really, really likely that Otani would end up on the Dodgers. And obviously that's still a very distinct possibility. But, you know, since, you know, since the moment I got here, there's a lot of talk about the Blues. There really is. And I've talked with some people here who have, you know, sort of laid out, um, you know, why that is and, and, and laid out, you know, kind of the, the serious level they're at uh, with Otani and, and why Otani would have interest in the Blue Jays, a team that I think for, for a lot of people here is, is, you know, obviously has a lot of talent, obviously plays in a huge city, has great facilities, but has, I, I think, come out a little bit of nowhere to be such a strong suitor for Otani. And I do get the sense that, uh, you know, that the Dodgers are believe uh, – they are they are a really strong suitor. The Blue Jays are, and that is some serious competition. So it's going to be fascinating to see the way it plays out. And look, frankly, for the Padres, I guess you're hoping that he goes to Toronto, right, or just doesn't end up with the LA Dodgers because that makes the uh, that makes that Dodger blue that much stronger if Otani goes there. So fascinating to see how it plays out. Sam Levin, our guest here on 97.3 The Fan. I I heard this morning, Sam, and I, I think there's a lot of teams that are interested in. Him. But our former Padre right-hander Seth Lugo, I'm hearing the Red Sox are are making a pitch for him, and I gotta believe, you know, he's gonna be affordable. I think for a lot of different ball clubs, not that he's gonna sign cheap. Uh, you know, he he's gonna get probably, I would imagine, uh, somewhere between thirteen and fifteen. If Nick Martinez got thirteen a year, I think Seth Lugo's yeah. worth every bit of that. Have you heard a whole lot about Lugo? Yeah, I, I've not heard a whole lot about him in particular, but I, I agree with you, Coach. Um, you know, I think he's very, very highly sought after. I, I think he did such a nice job with the Padres last season. Um, you know, he's versatile if you need him to be versatile. And I thought last year proved not only can he be effective, but he can last throughout a whole season and has such a a deep array of pitches. I mean, I I was just so impressed with what Lugo did. And quite frankly, you know, uh, it it will be a a bummer if the Padres, uh, you know, if the Padres can't find a way to bring him back. And obviously there's no, I'll tell you this, there's no shortage of interest in Seth Lugo. So um, he's going to get a good amount of money. Uh, You mentioned the Martinez contract. I would imagine Lugo would get even more than that on on an AAV basis. So we'll see, but there's no shortage of interest, and rightfully so. He was terrific for the Padres, and um, I think is a very attractive option for a you know a middle of the rotation type of guy. You know, the one guy that I I think I brought it up to you yesterday. If I, I didn't, I know I talked about it, and I've been led to believe uh, talking to some Padre people last week before they headed down to the winter meetings that they would really like to bring Gary Sanchez back. But they yeah. thought Sanchez may have uh, outplayed what they could offer him. And uh, I saw a little note last night that the Padres are talking to him right now. And I know uh, nothing, you know, imminent. But, uh, man, least of all, they're talking. Because I'd like to see him come back and work with Camposano. That was a, a nice one-two punch last year. Yeah. No, I I, I asked A.J. Preller that question um, during his, his availability yesterday. And what I asked A.J. was, you know, do you view Luis Campos, do you view the catching situation as 
it's going to be Luis Camposano as, you know, the primary starter with more of a backup behind him, or do you view it, you know, sort of more as, you know, you're looking for a split with, you know, either Luis and Gary Sanchez or Luis and somebody else. And, you know, look, I think the reality with the catching position just in baseball right now is that, you know, most guys don't, don't catch 145, 150 games anymore, right? Yeah. So there's going to naturally be some sort of split there. Um, but the interesting part of the answer from A.J. Preller in particular was that they have been talking to Gary Sanchez during this offseason. And, and then I saw Kevin A.C. later in the night reported maybe around what, what that money number would be, which was interesting. Uh, so, you know, look, I, I think it's, it's an interesting sign that they've been talking to Gary Sanchez throughout the offseason. I, I, you know, one thing that A.J. talked about yesterday, I, I think they do have, you know, faith in Luis Camposano that he can take that next step forward, that he has the ability to be an everyday primary starting catcher on a team. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that situation played out. To me, A.J.'s answer indicated that they would be comfortable with Luis Camposano being the number one guy, but they also do have interest uh, in Gary Sanchez or bringing in, you know, uh, another guy to, to maybe have a, a little bit more split on time. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because it sounded to me yesterday like there were a number of different avenues it could go. And um, look, but but certainly an interesting sign that they've been talking to Gary Sanchez, and, and there does appear to be interest there. Hey, Sam, last question. And I, I don't know if A.J. Uh, would have talked about this yesterday or if you've even posed this question cause it, uh, to Mike Schilt today because it's more about, you know, what are you looking to do? But did they, right. either of the guys give any kind of update on Darvish? I, I know Musgrove's doing very well. He's working out. He's he's ready to go. And, and anybody say anything about Manny, how he's coming along with that uh, elbow? You know, uh, uh AJ, uh, you know, it, it talked a little bit about Manny yesterday and sounds like everything is going well there, like he's progressing and, and they're happy with where he's at and where he's at baseball activity-wise. So that that was a good update on Manny yesterday. Sounds like everything is going according uh, to plan there, and they're optimistic about his uh, his timetable. AJ did not talk about you, Darvish, yesterday. Nobody asked. Um, that's a great point, Coach. I think it's, it's something I'll probably ask today or tomorrow, an update on you, because you know, look, obviously he was dealing with uh, with the elbow situation and uh, the bone spur and, and all of it um, towards the end of, of the season and obviously ended up getting shut down. So it's a very fair question. Um, we've heard good reports on Joe, obviously, but that is something I will ask today or tomorrow because uh, we did not hear anything about it yesterday. Hey, good job down there, Sam. You're doing a hell of a job, man. Keep up the great work. We'll look forward to having you back on tomorrow. You're going to join us Thursday before you head back to San Diego. So uh, uh, safe uh, working around there. I know it's getting busy. I know you'll be uh, battling for position on all these interviews. So keep up the great work. <laughs> Sounds good. Fortunately, uh, as far as the San Diego media contingent, it's, uh, it's just me, AC, Casavell. And Lynn, so we, we got plenty of space right now, fortunately. <laughs> well, just make sure one of those guys are picking up the dinner tab. All right, sounds good, Coach.